Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. The U.S. women ended up tied with the Netherlands 1-1 in the World Cup last night. You get a big goal from Lindsey Horan in the second half that uh, was after a huge tackle from club teammate Danielle Van Donk. And then they had like an exchange. And then Horan had the equalizer on a header. And she said, that's where you get the best football from Lindsay. I don't think you ever want to get me mad because I don't react in a good way. Usually I just go and I want something more. I want to win more. I want to score more. I want to do more for my team. So that moment, that little tackle, big tackle changed a shift in my head because I want to do everything for my team and win these games. So they get the draw in the second round of the cup group stage. Van de Donk, who plays with Haran in Lyon, delivered a body check in the 60th minute that left Haran on the pitch in a heap. She was slow to get up, and then on the ensuing corner kick, they started talking smack to one another, and Haran shoved Van de Donk as they were waiting for the restart, and then Lavelle delivered a corner kick. Haran ran toward the uh, goal and headed it past the goalie Domsalar for the equalizer and she said Dan is the type of player when uh, she's on my team it's incredible because she's going to fight to the last second to win a game or go into that last tackle that's what she did and unfortunately I didn't take it in a good way I got a little heated and she got to hear it Julie Ertz tried to calm her down, and Haran said, Julie came up to me in a box, and she was like, Linz, please, don't get another yellow. Just score this goal and shut everyone up. And that's what happened. Of course, after two yellows in group stage play, a player is suspended for their following game. The two of them didn't fight afterwards or whatever. They're good friends. They play on the same team. They were doing interviews next to each other, side by side, joking, laughing, smiling, hugging, all of that nonsense. Vandedonk said, I think it was just a duel along the sideline, and I won. She's a little bit like me. She's feisty. She came over. We had a little talk. Ref came in between us, but it wasn't really anything necessary. We just played football again after that and then asked what the ref said to him. Haran joked, I don't know what she said to me, but it was too long. So her equalizer salvaged a, a point, and it's valuable in Group E for the U.S. The U.S. and Netherlands both have four points, and with the draw, you got them tied. Up next, Portugal, they have three points. The U.S. faces Portugal next, and Netherlands plays Vietnam. Already today, Portugal beat Vietnam 2-zip, and Nigeria upset Australia 3-2. Now let's talk about Otani. He is off the market. They are not trading 
Shohei Otani, the Angels. They've pulled the two-way superstar off of the market. They're going to keep him. Teams have been informed that the Angels won't deal him before Tuesday's deadline. Last night, the Angels showed that they're buyers. They got Lucas Giolito from the White Sox and right-handed reliever Ronaldo Lopez for a catcher and a left-hander, Kai Bush, and two top prospects. They're four games back of the final wild-card spot in the AL going into their doubleheader today. Otani is pitching, obviously, already pitched, and the thought of him being traded with two months left was the big talk of baseball because he's going to be a free agent at the end of the season now. A lot of people thought that the Angels were considering seeing what happens, but with, you know, uh, these series against the Tigers and Jays, uh, that they would wait to make a final decision. But they made the decision early because the Angels have won uh, six of their past seven, and they haven't gotten anything in terms of real amazing offers in return for Otani if they were to deal with him and make him available and make a move and make a trade. It didn't happen. So now uh, Marino, the owner, who's declined to trade Otani or sell the franchise in the last year, is going to have to make a run at re-signing him in the offseason. The move for Giolito, who's one of the top pitchers on the trade market, and Lopez, who throws 100 miles an hour, is a huge deal for the Angels. A lot of teams were trying to get Giolito and Lopez, but the Angels got it done. The Yankees and Red Sox are ahead of the Angels for that last wild card spot, but in Giolito and Lopez, the Angels are going to add to a deep rotation, but they rank 20th in baseball in ERA. Giolito, who's 29, he'll be a free agent after the season, has a 3.79 ERA, struck out 131 in 121 innings. Lopez, who in 2016 came to the White Sox with Giolito in a trade for Adam Eaton, has been tough. 4.29 ERA, 52 strikeouts in 42 innings. He throws gas. From 2019 to 2021, Giolito got Cy Young votes, finished the season with ERAs in the mid-threes. It went back last season. He didn't have a good year, but he's consistently posted top strikeout-to-walk ratios. The White Sox are still sellers with Fat Lance Lynn, right-handed reliever Kenyon Middleton, and other players. They're trying to bolster their farm system. They've got uh, shortstop Colson Montgomery, a top 10 prospect, and Noah Schultz, one of the best lefties in the minor leagues already in their system. They get Quiro from uh, the Angels. This guy's a great prospect. The latest in a long line of Cuban-born prospects to join the White Sox organization. He's a top 100 talent. And imagine if they deal Dylan Cease or shortstop Tim Anderson. They will stockpile. How about the Blue Jays? After losing 8-7 in 10 innings a night earlier with the wild comeback by the Dodgers, the Blue Jays got it done on Wednesday. Whit Merrifield hit a three-run homer. Danny Jansen also jacked one out. Toronto blew out the Dodgers 8-1. 
And they took two of three from the NL West leaders. Merrifield was two for four with a season high, four RBIs, two runs scored, and a strikeout. He hit 462 with a homer and four RBIs in the three-game series. Jansen led off the sixth inning with a line drive blast for a 6-0 Toronto lead. Our boy Kikuchi, who's 8-3, allowed one run and seven hits in six innings on a season-high 103 pitches. He struck out eight and walked just two. Bo Bichette added a two-run single in the eighth. Don Mattingly got ejected, the Jays bench coach, in the fifth inning by the home plate ump Ben May. Kike Hernandez went two for four a day after being traded back to the Dodgers from the Red Sox. Of course, he helped the Dodgers win the 2020 World Series when he was in L.A. before heading east. He's back in lipstick city now. The Jays are off today. They'll send Kevin Gosman to the mound at home against the Angels tomorrow. The Dodgers are sending Bobby Miller against Cincinnati on Friday in the opener of a three-game set. So L.A. doesn't play today either. Speaking of shocking, how about the Pirates winning the series against the Padres at Petco? G-Man Choi, Brian Reynolds, and Carlos Santana all went deep for the Bucks, who beat the Padres 3-2 to take two of three in that set. Bednar loaded the bases with one out in the ninth and then walked Soto before getting Towley to foul out and then striking out Grisham. Bednar, who used to play with the Padres in 2019 and 2020, he got it done, punched his glove with his fist after getting his 20th save and 16th straight that he's converted. The Padres, who have baseball's third highest payroll, they're in fourth place in the West. They're one in five this season against Pittsburgh. They're in last in the NL Central. San Diego's 10 games behind the Dodgers in the West. They're not going anywhere. Choi homered off Seth Lugo, uh, leading off the second, inning his sixth of the season. Reynolds uh, hit one in the fourth, leading off the inning, his 11th. Santana homered off Suarez, leading off the ninth, his 12th of the season, and fifth against the Padres, and third in two days. Helen Keller is scheduled to start Friday night in the opener of a three-game home set against the Phillies. Meanwhile, the Padres, Musgrove, is scheduled to start tomorrow night in the opener of a series against the Rangers, who are going to counter with righty Dane Dunning, who's 8-3 with a 3.1 ERA. How about the Red Sox? They swept the Braves in a mini two-game set, and they beat Strider on Wednesday night 5-3. to three. Justin Turner with the go-ahead two-run double in the seventh inning off the monster. The Yankees beat the Mets. Rodon finally wins a game for the Bombers. He got it done in the Bronx. The Nationals had a four-run ninth to beat the Rockies 5-4. Alcantara had his 
second complete game this season as the Marlins ripped a raise 7-1 to one at the Trop. The Guardians stayed hot. So did J-Ram. Ramirez homers twice and drives in three as the Guardians beat the Royals 8-3. to three. Seattle rallied to beat the Twins 8-7. Brewers shut out the Reds. Cards keep winning 11-7 over the D-backs. The Cubs, Rangers, and Giants all won too. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.